Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. It is a beautiful day to be talking about abundance and love, and isn't isn't every day really an awesome day to talk about those two things? If you're new to the show, ALL in Having It All stands for Abundant Loving Life, and that's what we get into on this on this podcast. And so today, I want to talk a little bit about delayed gratification. It's one of those things that you might see or read about as a factor in success. If you are able to delay gratification, if you're able to have that discipline, they say, then you have a higher chance of being successful in your life. And so I want to talk a little bit about this. I want to, I want to cite the study uh, with which a lot of people um, refer when they are talking about delayed gratification and success. And then I want to leave you with a new way to look at delayed gratification, um, really a, a new lens, a new perspective on it, uh, and how you can shift it to create the outcomes you want in your life if perhaps you are not a person who uh, really excels in delayed gratification, which is kind of like me. So to kick things off, let's jump into this famous study that is often cited whenever you read or hear about delayed gratification. And this study is, uh, the, the, the trendy term for it, the phrase is the marshmallow study. Um, it took place in the 60s and 70s at Stanford University, and the, the premise is very simple. The study involved children, and so what they would do is they would, they would have a child, um, sit him down at a table, and they would offer him a choice, him or her, a choice. They would say, we're going to give you one marshmallow right now, you can eat it and you can enjoy it, or you, if you wait 15 minutes, I'll give you two marshmallows. And so the researcher would present the kid with the option, he would put the marshmallow on the table, and then he would leave. The researcher would leave, and the kid would be left sitting there, staring at one marshmallow, knowing that they could eat this marshmallow right now, or they could wait 15 minutes and be given a second one. So they're seeing whether or not these kids could employ delayed gratification. You know, would they wait the 15 minutes to get double the reward, or are they going to say, screw it, I'm eating this marshmallow right now? So what the researchers did is they put those kids through those scenarios, they logged what happened, and then they did follow-up studies. They followed up with those same kids later in life to see what their life outcome was. And they looked at things like SAT scores, um, the level of education they attained, their BMI, like they looked at their physical body, um, and, a, and some other life measures, and they really were trying to see, okay, were, were the kids who were able to wait that 15 minutes. They were able to successfully employ delayed gratification. What was their life outcome? And what they saw was that the life outcomes of the kids who were able to successfully wait that 15 minutes, get the double reward, those kids had better life outcomes down the road. So a lot of people will look at this study and say, you know, if you are able to employ delayed gratification in your life, you will become more successful. If you can wait, if you can have the discipline, 
you will become more successful. And again, they look at this study to cite that. Now, when I first heard about this, this was probably in, uh, in psychology back in college. Um, that's what I majored in. I majored in psych over at the University of Florida. So when I first read this about this, this study, I was like, damn, okay, that means I'm screwed. <laughs> because I was definitely the kid who would have eaten the marshmallow. There's no way in hell I would have waited 15 minutes for a second marshmallow. I, I did not have that, uh, that quote-unquote discipline. I wouldn't be able to sit there and stare at that thing, especially if I was left alone in the room. Are you freaking kidding me? I would have eaten that marshmallow while the researcher was there and then tried to figure out a way to talk them into giving me another one. So I would have uh, failed that study and my parents would have been embarrassed and my community would, would have felt shame and uh, I was supposed to grow up and really just be a terrible uh, person in society and uh, so on and so forth because I clearly was, would not be able to employ delayed gratification. But that didn't happen for me. Um, I would like to say that uh, for the things I have sought to achieve in my life, I have done that and more. And so I think there's a little bit more to, to the, the story uh, than simply having that discipline. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are like me. You know, that you were the kid who would have eaten the marshmallow. You would have eaten the marshmallow so damn fast <laughs> that it would have made the researchers... Wait a minute, did I even put a marshmallow on the table? And you would have been like, no, no, you really didn't. Can I get another one? So when I think of delayed gratification, because it comes up and it came up in business school, you know, it was one of those things we may not have called it delayed gratification, but we call it focus, right? Can you focus on one thing and, uh, and ignore the other distractions? Um, it comes by a lot of different names, but it is definitely one of those things that is tied, almost linked directly with, success. If you can do this, then you're going to be successful. If you're unable to do this, then you're going to have a lot of challenges and you probably won't be successful in life in the way that most people define success. But you know, that just didn't fly with me. And so I, you know, I spent some time thinking about this, spent some time thinking about what are you really doing when you're delaying this gratification? And right off the bat, I realized I don't even like that phrase, delayed gratification. Because what it is saying is that there is no gratification in the journey or in the process. And that's where I think people like myself can truly excel. By learning how to love the process. By learning how to feel fulfilled and excited by the process itself, whatever that process is. Therefore, there is no delaying of gratification because you are very focused on the now, what's happening right now, and you're using the now as a way to grow, as a way to transform. This is how I view these delayed gratification scenarios. And it's come up in a number of areas of my life that I know that some of you will be able to relate to because you've been emailing me about these things. So the areas where I've used this, uh, you know, I'll put this in, in air quotes, delayed gratification, have been in repairing relationships. You know, I talk a lot about on this show about relationships within my family. 
and some that are currently right now not in a great space, you know, or, or not in a, in a space that I would want them to be. They're currently being repaired. They're being worked on. But right now I have an opportunity to find the lessons and the growth opportunities and the healing opportunities in the process as opposed to viewing it as let me just wait this out let me just grit and bear my teeth and wait until the day when everything is peachy and great you know i've also used delayed gratification in building businesses that's something that i've been doing for a number of years building different businesses starting different projects and you know, I've found that I get my joy out of those processes as much as I do the end result. This podcast is a great, great example of that because I didn't really know what the end result was when I started this show over a year ago. But now it's, you know, 70-something episodes in, and it's the process that I have absolutely learned how to love and really enjoyed from the get-go. And another example, a simple example and, and more recent one for me, has been gardening. You know, I, I planted a garden here at my home uh, in Atlanta. And I, we have, Sarah and I have a really large backyard. Um, and a neighbor of mine actually has a farm in South Georgia. So he has all this great equipment. He brought it over to my house and we were tilling up the land and, and just creating this, this great garden, really, in my backyard. And I went out and bought some seeds and I bought a couple of, of plants that had just started sprouting and I spent hours planting the garden and every day I go out there and I tend to it and I water it and I check on the plants and I pull weeds and I, I you know, mend the fence. We have deer that, that come into the yard and so I'm always trying to figure out how to keep the deer out of the garden and it's going to take weeks if not months for that garden to literally bear fruit. For me to literally have something tangible that I can walk out of the garden with and then put on my dinner table. But it's that process that I've really, really learned to love. And I believe that that, for me, my ability to learn how to love the process of whatever I'm getting into, from business to health to relationships to, to spirituality to gardening, that has allowed me to feel fulfilled and feel, quote-unquote, successful in whatever it is that I'm getting into, despite the fact that I would have failed that marshmallow experiment. So if you're like me, if you're a person who, you know, when you read about grit, right, or determination or focus, you may not believe that you have all those qualities, like you may not think that those are going to be your top qualities. Therefore, if, you, if those aren't your top qualities, if grit isn't one of your top qualities, then you're probably not going to be successful in life. I know I felt that way. I forget the, the TED Talk, but there's a, a, a pretty famous TED Talk that's gone viral about grit. And I remember reading that and, being, and thinking to myself, man, I don't really think I have grit. Wow, does that mean that I'm not going to be happy in life? Does that mean that I'm not going to be successful in life? Does that mean that I'm not going to be able to accomplish my goals and achieve the things I want to achieve because I don't have this thing called grit? I don't have the ability to just bite my teeth and, and, and just sit there and take the punishment when, when I'm in 
a situation or a circumstance that I don't enjoy, like I don't have that determination to just, you know, go through it no matter what and hate the process, but be so focused on the end goal that I'm going to get it even if it kills me, because that's not me, I'm not going to be successful and happy in life? And to that I say, no, not at all. Like that's, That does not mean that you aren't going to have those things and achieve those things and feel that way about your life just because you don't believe that you possess grit in high amounts. And for me, it has come down to really, truly being able to enjoy the process and enjoy the fire in whatever situation I'm in. So I use the word fire intentionally. Now, I'm big into fitness. If you've you know seen any of my wife's Instagram videos or anything like that, you've seen me doing different fitness-related things. And I've been into health and wellness for, I don't even know, a decade plus now. One of the exercises that I do almost every single day, whether I'm at my house or I'm at the gym, is called a squat hold. You may know them as wall sits. It's exactly what it sounds like. You put your back up against the wall, you slide down to where you're in a seated position, you know, your, your, your legs are at 90 degree angle to the floor, and you just sit there for one minute. And what it does is it's going to activate your hamstrings, your glutes, your thigh muscles, it's going to activate all of that stuff. And what you begin to feel is that fire. It's that burning sensation in your muscles. Now, I have been doing squat holds very intentionally for over four years. And I say intentionally because I haven't been doing them to build muscle. I've been doing them to learn surrender. I've been doing them to learn how to keep my cool even in the fire. So while my muscles are screaming, while my legs are burning, while every, you know, my body is sending signals into my brain of stand up, stand up, stand up, let's relieve this fire, I've been learning how to tap into my breath, how to remain calm. I've been learning how to program my mind to say that this experience is okay. I can flow in this experience despite what I might be feeling. Now that, to me, is why I believe I'm able to then step into a situation or circumstance outside of the gym, in life, relationships, business, gardening, and really thrive and really create the the outcome that I truly want. It isn't because I employ delayed gratification. It isn't because I'm able to have that determination, like I'm so determined to sit in this squat That no matter what, I'm going to make it for the full minute. No, not at all. It's much more flow. It's much more zen. It's much more powerful and less forceful. It's being able to say, there's a growth opportunity by sitting in this fire right now. If I can calm myself down, if I can quiet my muscles if I can be aware of my thoughts, all those thoughts that are telling me it's too hard, this hurts, why don't you just stand up? You can't do it anyway. You're not strong enough at all. All of those thoughts, as I become aware of them, I can begin to control them and quiet them and replace them with something a little bit more loving. Like breathe, be at peace. This is just a choice.
And it's that ability to really enjoy that process, to really sit in that experience and enjoy it, no matter what the experience is, whether it's something that is pleasant or unpleasant, but to really be able to enjoy it and extract from it that growth and extract from it that healing, that, in my opinion, is much more powerful than than being the kid who would have waited the 15 minutes. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that, in my opinion, is much more indicative of whether or not you will be able to say that you, your life feels fulfilled, your life feels meaningful, your life feels happy, and you feel fully expressed. You feel that abundance. Because life is always going to serve you up circumstances. It is always going to serve you up situations where you're going to feel the fire. Always. That's just life. Stuff happens right? Stuff happens. You, you get a flat tire on your way to work, or you wake up and your, your house is flooded, or a, a loved one passes, or, you know, and, and, and you have to put down a pet. That happened with Sarah and I a couple weeks ago. We had to put to sleep, you know, one of our dogs, and it was incredibly hard. And, you know, before that, we crashed one of our cars, and now that car is gone. We had to let that go. Life just serves up all these opportunities for you to choose whether or not it's going to be a grit and bear it type of situation where you're just going to have to force your way through it no matter what, or whether or not you can choose to be a little bit more peaceful with it. Understanding that it might suck, you know, the fire is there, it burns, but you don't have to suffer through it. And that's a key difference. So if you're like me and you're that kid that's going to eat that marshmallow, it's okay. It's totally cool because that does not determine whether or not you're going to be successful and happy. Your ability to create joy in the face of circumstance, no matter what that circumstance is, is much more indicative than whether or not you can delay gratification. So I want to leave you with a couple of things that really have helped me when I'm in those circumstances that I don't fully enjoy, you know, when I'm being presented with an opportunity to practice that quote-unquote delayed gratification, what has really helped me? And it's three things. You know, the first thing is what I've been describing. It's finding that enjoyment in the practice. Whatever it is, you know, finding the enjoyment, even if it's just a tiny, tiny little nugget, and the rest of it, 
you aren't enjoying, but there's one little piece that you can find, you hold on to that little piece. And you just ride it. The second thing that's really helped me is to visualize that end goal. You know, what are you playing for? What is it that you're, that you're really going after? You know, if, if, you, if you do want to call it delayed gratification, what is that gratification? What is that second marshmallow to you? Picture it in your mind. Visualize it. Feel it. Smell it. Taste it. Experience it. Believe you already have it. Tell yourself you already have it. That's number two. The third thing is huge. It's huge, and I've talked about it on the show a number of times and a number of episodes, but it's understanding your bigger why. What's the purpose? Why are you doing this in the first place? You know, if you can connect with that bigger why and it's big enough, it's going to allow you to flow through the circumstances. If you're connecting to a bigger why and it isn't that large and it isn't bigger than the circumstance in front of you, then that circumstance is going to feel pretty damn hard. So then you might want to go back and look at your, your why another time. You know, a simple example of this is if, you're, if you create a fitness goal and your fitness goal is to uh, fit in to a bathing suit or look, look nice in your bathing suit for the summer. And then you get presented with big temptation. Big temptation, right? Let's say it's a, it's a wedding and they've got every one of your favorite dishes. Like all of your cheat meals are at this wedding and you're just like, oh shit. I mean, it would be one thing if it was just the entree that was my cheat meal. But they got the appetizer cheat meal. They got the drink cheat meal. They got the dessert cheat meal. Like everything is at that wedding. If your bigger why for your health and fitness isn't large enough, isn't bigger than four cheat meals, you're probably going to slip. If your bigger why is, I got to look good in this bathing suit, you might slip in that case. But if your bigger why is, I need to be an example for my kids, I need to be an example for my wife, she's sitting right next to me at this wedding, is she going to see me go and grab one of those cheat meals, grab one of those desserts, even when she knows right now my standard is health? Now that's a bigger why that might help you move through that circumstance. So that's simply an example of that. So again, to recap those three things that really help me to sit in that fire, sit in that place of discomfort and find the growth or find the healing opportunity is to find that enjoyment in the practice, visualize my end goal and understand the bigger why. So once you turn this episode off and you're thinking about delayed gratification and grit and determination and resilience, all of these traits that we typically talk about with people who are successful. You're successful if you can do these things. If you think about that and you don't necessarily feel like you have that yourself, well, you're not alone. I have been there with you. I too have felt like, yeah, I just don't I just don't possess some of these traits that the quote-unquote successful people have. I've been there with you, and I want to say that it's not all about those things. It isn't about just those things. Really, what you want to, one thing for you to, to consider is, can you find enjoyment in the circumstance? No matter what the circumstance is, are you able to 
create peace and create joy out of it, no matter what. That, to me, is a much bigger indicator of your future state of mind and how you might describe your life and your experience of life. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. I would love for you to shoot me an email. Tell me about your thoughts on delayed gratification, your thoughts on grit, your thoughts on, you know, all of that. Those, those things that I've talked about in this episode that people commonly refer to as the secrets of success. Share your thoughts with me. Share your experience. My personal email address is mattcbivens at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-C Bivens at gmail.com. I really, really appreciate all of your emails. Um, Got some great emails over the weekend. Thank you, Jazzy. You are awesome. I appreciate your email. And if you're listening, then that's a shout out to you. And, you know, I really just want to say thank you. I'm very grateful to all of you who listen to the show. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it really is magic being able to just log in, click publish, and then you know, see you all check out the show and enjoy it and you know, send me feedback. Um, that's a gift that you give me every week. So thank you so, so much. Um, again, shoot me an email. I also encourage you to go check out my website. Uh, there's some cool things over there, some cool free things for you you might find interesting. Um, that is MatthewBivens.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-B-I-V-E-N-S.com. Grab some cool stuff there. And if you dig the show and you want to leave me a review on iTunes, I, uh, I'll give you a virtual high five. Uh, thank you so much for that. The, the reviews really help new people find the show, and um, you know iTunes is the place to do that. It takes just a minute. So if you do it, thank you. I'll give you a shout out on air as well. And I got nothing else today. That's it. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.